Hello there, and welcome into the latest edition of the Always 100 podcast live on Zoom, Anchor FM, and wherever you get your audio. To today, it's week seven reaction show in the NFL, and boy, do I have a lot to say on a lot of different things. Uh, but beforehand, uh, this is the Always 100 Podcast. I'm Quinn McKenzie, the host. Find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you get your audio for absolutely free. Like, subscribe, and rate the show, and tell us what you think about it. Uh, we're doing it two times a week now. we got a sports overload, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. I'm really excited at the direction the show is going. And we got a lot to talk about here, good people. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, <clears throat> week 7 was a good week of football. Well, for most of you. Um, but I, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go in today. Here, here's, here's my first thought. Steelers-Titans. These two teams are two of the best teams in football. The Steelers are 6-0. and They have a great defense. Ben Roethlisberger, he threw three picks. Okay, he was going to revert back, come back to earth a little bit. Not not great, not a great performance by Big Ben, but good enough to get the job done. Could have liked to see Chase Claypool get the ball a little bit more. But Deontay Johnson at 85 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Uh, Juju Smith-Suchet at about 90 yards receiving James Conner ran the ball okay, but the Steelers' defense got up big on the Titans. They held Derrick Henry relatively in check for 75 yards and a touchdown, right? But, you know, if it wasn't for a Steven Gaskowski missed field goal, are we sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers win that football game? Because I'm not. I'm not sure at all. But they did. They're 6-0, and and I'm very, very bullish on the Pittsburgh Steelers. On that same account, that same game, the Tennessee Titans, I mean, they came back. They could have folded. Everyone wouldn't have thought any less of them if they did fold, but they won. Or they, they, they didn't win. They came back and made it a game in the fourth quarter. A.J. Brown, 153 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that, guy, that guy's a monster. That guy really, I like him a lot. Big body receiver, fast as hell, could really get it done. I, I, I like what I see out of the Titans. Um, I think my biggest takeaway this week is that the Titans and the Steelers will be uh, big factors in this year's playoffs. And don't be surprised if there is a rematch for the AFC championship game uh, this January uh, between those two ball clubs. Next on the list, Green Bay gets back on track. But then again, that 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 didn't move me at all. That, that didn't move me. Um, the Texans stink. They're awful. They're horrible. They're going to have a top five pick. J.J. Watt has had enough. He he he, he wants to get traded at this, at this point. You could see it in his face. He, he was so mad he could barely get through the press conference, giving one-word answers. Um, you know, the, the Texans are horrible. It just, it just is what it is. You fired the coach. You're one and six. Get, get rid of J.J. Watt. Get rid of a couple of those other pieces. Get some draft picks and try again next year. The Texans aren't any good. Aaron Rodgers, they, if he doesn't play the Buccaneers, the guy's fantastic. Three twenty-seven and four more touchdowns. He he is he has been awesome for the Green Bay Packers. No question about it. Uh, but other than that one game where he threw two threw two picks and 
really didn't uh, do much of anything is that Bucks defense. Um, the Packers uh, should be in the top five, you know, top five or six teams in the conference, especially in the NFL, excuse me, uh, because uh, they're playing like it. Uh, their defense is okay. I still don't really trust them in the big moments against big teams. I don't think their defense is all that great, anything to write home about by any stretch of the imagination, but they get the job done against bad teams, and uh, that's what you're supposed to do. And uh, the Packers deserve credit for that because the Texans are a bad team, and they dismantled them. So uh, good job by the Packers getting back in the win column uh, last week. Uh, also, Devontae Adams on 100, 170-something yards and two touchdowns. He, <laughs> he, he, he more than made up uh, for the game last week in Tampa. Next, next uh, takeaway for me. Uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati played uh, the other night. And, guys, everyone knows how much I like Joe Burrow. I still like him. They got through for 400 yards and three touchdowns with no offensive line to speak of in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, I really I really like Joe Burrow. T. He's, he's, got some, he's got some weapons. Didn't particularly know that Joe Mixon was out. Uh, so, and maybe when Joe Mixon gets back, they'll be a lot better. Uh, so that that's something that I want to I, I want to see. I think Joe Burrow is going to be pretty good uh, going forward, but uh, the Bengals need to drive drive some tackles, drive some left guards and left tackles here to protect this guy and keep him upright because he gets hit entirely too much. On that same boat, um, Baker Mayfield five touchdown passes for Baker the other night. Hey, he does this against Cincinnati. All I'm saying is, hey Baker, we know you do this against Cincinnati. Could you could you do it against Baltimore? Could you do it against the could you do it against a better team? That's all we're asking. Well, that's all we're asking. It was a great performance. Three hundred yards, five touchdowns, including the game winning touchdown pass to Donovan Peoples Jones with a twenty foot was about what? What about twenty seconds to go, something like that. Um hey, that was that was a great win for the for the Browns, no question about it. They're five and two. I mean, you now hey, they lost OBJ for the year though, and you know that, that that's just sad on multiple fronts. But you know, hey, give the Browns their credit; they're winning the games that they're supposed to win. Now we're going to see if they can beat teams like the Steelers and the Ravens and KC uh, because that's what we're really going to judge them on later in the season. Up next, poor Atlanta. My goodness, it happened again to another team that loses close games left and right. Um, the the Atlanta Falcons lost again on the final play of the game. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley for the Falcons. He tried to he tried to slow up. Guy was trying to tackle him. He broke the tackle. He got to the one yard line. And simply put, his momentum just stopped. Couldn't, he just couldn't stop in time. He fell into the end zone for a touchdown. Um, so, I mean, he didn't want to do it because the Lions had no timeouts. And, of course, when you have a blunder like that, of course the Lions will go down and win, right? Yep, you're right. Matthew Stafford goes down and uh, at a fantastic finish, goes down about a, a, a eight-yard touchdown to Hawkinson, in the in the uh, couple yards in the end zone, 
with no time left, they took a cut a shot to Arthur Blank, who couldn't believe what he was seeing. Again, Arthur Blank, you know, it's it's you know, I, I don't know. It's it's Atlanta's one and six. The trade deadlines next week, and we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get more into that on Thursday, um, but on Thursday's show. But I mean, hey, um, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I I I, I don't know, man. They don't want to leave, but uh, I'm not sure. Atlanta might just have to start over. I I, I don't, you know, the defense is not the defense is no good. I mean, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin really are getting wasted in Atlanta because they're they're on a one six team and they keep losing games they ought to win. They they had about three or four games where they really should have won. They should they should be a five and two team, but they blew about five about four or five of those early games. So, I mean, the Falcons are going to have a top 10 pick this year and they might, they might need to find their new quarterback and start rebuilding. So just a, an impressive win by Detroit, who I think improved of, it, 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 I think that may have been their third win or their fourth win, but uh, Detroit's, Detroit's looking, uh, Detroit's looking not so bad. If they can close out some games themselves, they could be a factor a little bit in the NFC North. Next on the list, what else do I have to say? Next on the list, next on the list, Kansas City. I'll go to Kansas City because, hey, uh, the, the champs, they, they beat the Broncos a lot. They're 10-0 they're in their last 10 games. The, the, Broncos haven't beat, the, the Broncos haven't beat the Chiefs since 2015. I mean, what, what? At this point, whatever. Patrick Mahomes was pedestrian. He was average. Nothing to write home about. Oh, two hundred yards and a touchdown. Who cares? He, you know, who, you know, they, he give gives the ball to Clyde edwards alaire and Le'Veon Bell, and they do their thing. Their defense has a pick six. Pringle has a hundred yard kick return. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is in there because he's the best in the MVP discussion because he's the best quarterback in football. At least he's playing like it right now. Sixteen to one touchdown to interception, but um, hey. He, he he's just being he's pedestrian right now because he has his running game, um, you know I I I'm used to seeing Mahomes throw it all over the lot, uh, but hey if Kansas City really establishes his running game for later in the year it could be a big problem. Their defense is playing outstanding. I have to I I mean part of that is they played the Patriots and the Broncos, so I'm not exactly sure if their defense has been spectacular, but I mean three of the first seven or eight opponents. I mean, what, they're six and one right now or five and one, six and one, whatever it is. Um, I mean, you know, they lost to the Raiders. I mean, the Ra- you know, the Raiders are a decent team. I think they could definitely get into that seventh spot in the AFC because the AFC is really that bad of a conference. But, I mean, I mean, who, who are the Chiefs beating? I mean, they, you know <laughs> – they beat the Broncos. They beat the Patriots. I mean, they beat the Chargers. I mean, you know, whatever it is, what it is. You know, it's, I'm not overly moved by a 27 point win to a team with no offense and a bad offensive line in a snowstorm. I, you know, I'm I'm not overly moved by uh, the Kansas City and they and they got the Jets coming up this week, so they'll be seven and one after after Sunday. So. Um, what, what do I have? What do I else do I have to say about week seven? Um, 
Seattle and Arizona. That's a big one. Kind of tired. Didn't watch the game, but I did see the highlights. Russell Wilson, three picks. Really? Really? Two two of those picks were just horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, From the highlights that I saw, two of the picks were terrible. The one, I mean, the the guy's just floating. He's he's second and goal at the three. Carson's running a little, not a little out route, but a little little side out, you know, like a slant. He turns it upfield out of the backfield. He just lofts it to him, and it's like, dude, put some arm on it. Like, like he, he just lofts it up there. Buda Baker picks it off. He's going to run in for a touchdown, okay? And DK Metcalf showed what a freak athlete that guy is. I mean, I mean, he tracked him down. I mean, that, that was unbelievable. And Buda Baker did not slow down. He didn't celebrate or anything. DK Metcalf ran him down, and simply that's one, that's one of the best hustle plays I've seen in a long time. I, I mean, that that is an effort play. I, I'm sorry to be cliche on this show, but it really is. That's an effort play, and DK Metcalf should be proud of that. Um, but, hey, uh, we, we're saying it every every show here, every two shows that we do. This Seattle defense is horrible. They, they Another 500 yards given up. I understand you're without Jamal Adams, but you you don't have a pass rush. Bobby Wagner's a great linebacker. Your corners can't cover anybody. I mean, Kyler Murray, 360 yards passing, another 100, 100, 100, another 90-something yards rushing. I mean, I don't, I, damn near 450 total yards. He had four touchdowns. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is having his way with it. I mean, this Seahawks defense stinks, and they're not going to be good. They're not going to beat a team like Tampa. They're not going to beat Green Bay. They're not going to beat – some of the other good teams in the conference, when you have a defense that horrible, they can't stop anyone. Like, like they're like they're they're never ever going to play a blowout game against anybody because they can't. They're incapable of playing defense. It's awful. Like, so, you know, Russell Wilson has to has to be in shootouts every week. And if you have people that will run the ball down your throat and a defense that could stop Russell Wilson, that's a recipe to get blown out. Look at the Cowboys. We'll get to, we'll get to them in just a minute. But Seattle's really got to get it fixed. by If, if they can, I don't know if they can, honestly, because it, it's partly injuries and it's partly scheme. I, I, I just don't, I don't really know what they do with this. I just think their defense is going to be awful all year. And they'll pay the price for that in January. Um, so that, that's what I think about the Seahawks. Now the Cardinals, hey, Kyler Murray, I like him. Ooh boy, I liked him. I liked him last year when he was getting his head bashed in behind a terrible offensive line. You know, Kenyon Drake. I mean, he's all right. I mean, he's hurt now, but I mean, I can run the ball. I mean, they their running game is meh. Meh, okay, whatever. DeAndre Hopkins, though, Christian Kirk. That, hey, that'll work. You, you give the ball, give the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's a good idea. Do do, do that. You know, you'll win a lot of games doing that. Ask, ask Texans fans. 
Next game on the list, uh, Buffalo. I, wow, Buffalo, my goodness. Um, they almost lost to the Jets, y'all. That that would have been that would have been bad. Um, that 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 would have been bad if they had lost to the Jets. I mean, they kicked six field goals. Josh Allen over three hundred yards, but a very unimpressive performance on, on the part uh, uh, of the Buffalo Bills. Um, so I'm not not real high on what Buffalo's doing right now. I'm another, and also before we get to my top two um, takeaways. Uh, two a time in Florida, so I'm I'm excited to see him against the Rams. The Rams have a stout defense, but Miami's got some really cool, really good skill position players that could wreak havoc a little bit on on this Rams defense. Uh, but Miami's got to give him some time because uh, Aaron Donald's coming, and he he was a monster last night against the Bears on Monday Night Football. And that brings us to my that brings me to my final two takeaways of week seven NFL. Um, look, my first takeaway is on the Patriots. Um, folks, we, we're just gonna have to say it. The Patriots are awful. They're awful, guys. They're 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 not very good. It just is what it is. We have to we have to come to the realization that the Patriots stink. They can't run the ball. Receivers can't get open. They don't have a tight end. Cam Newton skipping skipping balls into the ground, throwing the ball to every which person that didn't wear a dark blue jersey. I mean, I mean, he didn't even have the decency to go for more than more to throw for a hundred yards, ninety-eight yards passing, an interception, and three picks. Jared Stidham comes in and promptly throws an interception. I mean, this team stinks. That's just the, that's just the long and the short of it. They're not going to the playoffs. They're two and four. They're going to be 2-5 and five. after this week. They're going to lose to Buffalo. They're, they're going to lose to Buffalo. They'll be 2-5. and five. And then Belichick's going to have to make a decision on guys like Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty Twins, people that have won a lot for this franchise and other franchises. Okay. You're going to have to make a decision before before Tuesday at 4 o'clock, next Tuesday at 4, trade deadline. The Patriots are already talking about trading Stephon again. Hey, you can get, you can get a couple first-rounders for him. You know, get put, put him on a team that needs a corner. You know, that, that, that'd be nice. Trade away some pass rushers. You know, get some first round picks. The, I mean, the Patriots stink. They they, they lost thirty three to six. Yes, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Actually, because when you have no offense, when you have, I mean, your offensive line is okay. You have no running game. You have no tight end. Your receivers can't get open. Your quarterback just came off COVID and has been historically inaccurate throughout his career. Even though I love Cam, I do love him, but he's he's inaccurate. That's just that's long and short of it. Then you got a defense that's got a lot of opt-outs. Um, it, it, hey, hey, man, this is just is what it is. The Patriots stink, and they're and they're gonna have to get it together because you know you let Tom walk out the door. Bill wanted Tom out the door so bad, and Tom made made a hell of a good decision. Um, the 49ers look back though. 
I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr., three touchdown runs. The only the only reason why this game wasn't fifty five to six is because Jimmy G kept kept insisting on giving the ball back to the Patriots. I mean, it, this it was unbelievable. I mean, just throwing the ball right to us. I mean, you know, the the second one was like, okay, I came out the end of the half, but. Hey, the 49ers, you got Debo. You got Brent, this guy Brandon Ayuk is there. You got a, a complement of wide receiver uh, of running backs there from Tevin Coleman and Wilson Jr. to Mustard when he gets off of I, uh, injured reserve. You got a defense, even though they don't have Nick Bosa. They're going to get some of their secondary people back. They're going to get some of their safeties back. They're going to get some of their Dean linemen that were hurt back. They're not going to get Nick Bosa back. They're not going to get Simon Thomas back, but some of the other ones that were hurt. They'll get them back. They look like, hey, they they look like the, uh, a dark horse team in the NFC, a loaded NFC. There's a reason why they went to the Super Bowl last year. You can see why. You, you can see why. Maybe the Patriots aren't a great barometer for it, but I'll tell you who is going to be a good barometer for the 49ers, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. This Sunday at 4 o'clock, a game that we will talk about, in uh, 48 hours on the week eight preview show of the all is 100 podcast. I know, uh, two more takeaways, Tom Brady and the bucks, the bucks are five and two Tom Brady's in the MVP discussion. The guy's got 18 touchdowns, four picks the entire season. The guy's been spectacular since week three, 15 touchdowns and one interception. Okay. They lost to Chicago by one point, or they'd be a 6-1 and one team. Okay, this defense is playing terrific. They can run the football, and Tom Brady's finding Gronkowski, dropping dimes to Chris Godwin, get, for, not, not, not forgetting about Mike Evans, even though he's playing on one leg. He, he catches a few balls here and there, and that throw to Scotty Miller was just beautiful. I mean, that, just dropping that thing in the chimney. I mean, just a beauty, a beautiful throw on pretty good coverage, too. So I I really love the way the Buccaneers are playing and they get Antonio Brown. And excuse me, if Antonio Brown buys in to his buddy Tom Brady and what he's doing down there, the Buccaneers, as far as I'm concerned, they they are a top three favorite in the in the NFL to get to super get to the Super Bowl with the way their defense is playing the running game. And the old man leading the charge down there in Florida. I think the Buccaneers are set up perfect to get this done in the NFC. And finally, that brings me to the Dallas Cowboys and the entire NFC East. Our, my weekly check-in on the on on historically a great football division, but recent the last two years, simply put, the worst football what's the worst division in the history of football. Um, look. Uh, I'm going to start with the Cowboys. They stink. They're horrible. They're horrid. They're, they're pathetic. I mean, they're, they're awful in every way, every sense of the word. Okay? The second deck Prescott leaves, the Cowboys can't win anything. They, they don't win at all. Everyone, the coach is calling out the players. The players are calling out the coach. The, the offensive line gets worse because Dak's not there to bail him out. Amari, Amari Cooper at 80 yards. Okay, that's cool. CeeDee Lamb, no catches. Michael Gallup, no catches. Zeke Kelly can't hold on to the football all of a sudden. I don't know what what's going on with him. So, so, so we, we need to figure out what's going on with Zeke Elliott, please, because he's a lot better than this. We understand this. He's, he's better than that. He's getting paid $103 million for the next, what? He's getting 
what, eight years? He's got about six years left on that deal. He's getting paid. The total value is $103 million. The guy's got, the guy's got to be better than this. He just does. Okay. Um, this defense. Okay. The de- Look, I, I might even get into the defense. The defense is playing a little bit better, but then again, when your offense can't – they can't block for Andy Dalton. Okay, you can't. You, they can't block for uh, for any quarterback that they have. They can't block for him. So it's not. It's not. They're they're not much good when they're sitting on their back looking up at the sky in whatever stadium they're in. They're they're no good. Okay, so the the line is the line is done. They got some decent skill position players if you can get the ball to him. I I like CD. I like Cedric Wilson. I like Amari a lot. And well, Michael Gallup may be there for just another week. Maybe not even that long. I think they're going to trade him. And they should trade him. Get a, get a second-round pick for him. You know, get, get, get a third-round pick. Get something for him. Trade him. trade him. Trade him to somebody who needs him. Chicago, Baltimore, Green Bay, whoever. You know, there'll be suitors. Green Bay needs a receiver opposite Devontae Adams. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Dallas does with that. Uh, but I just think for me, they've quit on this coach. They quit. They quit on the DC. They've quit in general. They don't want to play for each other. This season was lost. The second, the second Dak's foot was facing the wrong direction. You saw. You could see it on their faces. They have no answers. They have quit, and it is over for the Dallas Cowboys in 2020. It's over. Try again next year, Dallas. It, you're, you're, it, it's not going to happen. I don't. And look. I understand. They're a half game out, and they pull one out their butts this weekend. They'll be back in first place. But you look at these players; they they, they don't want they don't they don't want they, they don't vibe with this dude. They don't vibe with McCarthy and Mike Nolan. They they, they don't. They, no, you, you just see it. They they they're not interested in this year. And you know, hey, it, it is what it is. The cow. This is a lost season for Cowboys and Cowboys fans. The Eagles. The the Eagles are a, are one Evan Ingram catch away from being one five and one. I don't think they're very good either. They'll beat the Cowboys because at least because at least the Eagles don't quit. At least the Eagles have heart, and at least the Eagles have the starting quarterback. Just for those reasons alone, they're going to win the division. They have a good they have a good front seven too. Good front four anyway. Front Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Vinny Curry, I like them. They're, they get after people. They're good at what they do. I, I, I like I like that with the Eagles and they have the quarterback. Like I said, they're to me they're going to win the division by default. They'll they'll get annihilated against whoever the five seed is uh, in the NFC playoffs. But um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. Uh, Washington, I mean, don't the, Ron Rivera. Congratulations to him. He he gets through cancer treatment unscathed. You know, gets through chemotherapy, and that's fantastic. And we send our best wishes to Riverboat Ron because that 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 is awesome that he got through cancer uh, while coaching uh, the Washington football team this year. It's just it's just awesome to see. It really is. So big ups to him. What I like about Washington also the front four, the front and Ryan Kerrigan maybe the front or yeah the front seven. Um, but I will say this, John Bostic. Hey, the league's not suspending you. That was a cheap shot, bro. That's real cheap. You, 
you, you, that that was that was a knockout shot, and you almost succeeded. You knocked his head off. That's 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 a dirty. He's not a dirty player, I don't think, but that's a dirty hit, and pe- and people see that. So better watch yourself. That that that's that's a dirty hit. The NFL's not going to do anything to you because they they don't have any sympathy for Dallas. But if that was anybody else, if that was Russell Wilson, if that was Tom Brady, if that was Patrick Mahomes, if that was Aaron Rodgers, if that was Kirk Cousins, even if that you know, if that was Kyler Murray, that guy would be suspended for at least a game. I mean that that that's a dirt that's a dirty play. This is not long or the short of it. That's a dirty play. That that's 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 the one play they want to eliminate. From the game, John Bosta did that play. He should be suspended, but the NFL is too hypocritical to do it to, to suspend him. They're not going to, and I think it's a very it's, it's a terrible decision on the part of the National Football League, a league that thrives on making bad decisions. And finally, the Giants in the NFC East. Look, they're not ready yet. They're gonna have. A, they may have a new coach. They're gonna have a new GM. They might have a new quarterback. Um, their offensive line is not very good. They can't run the ball really that much. Daniel Jones got caught by DK Metcalf's ghost on the turf in Philadelphia the other night. So I, the Giants stink. They're, they're they're terrible. That's just the way it is with them. If Evan Ingram could catch, maybe. If Evan Ingram could catch at all, they might have three wins, maybe. But they're awful, and it is what it is. The Giants stink. <clears throat> All right, that concludes my NFC uh, Week 7 uh, recap show. Uh, coming up on Thursday, we got a bunch of great games. Patriots-Buffalo we're going to talk about. Steelers-Ravens we're definitely going to talk about. Seahawks and uh, Seahawks and 49ers, the late game. There, we're definitely going to talk about that. Saints-Bears play this weekend. We're going to talk about that. Just a lot going on on Thursday, so stay tuned for that show Thursday night. Uh, on on the All This One Hundred podcast, and also, hey, the Dodgers, if they do it tonight, Game Six, I got the Dodgers winning and and getting their first World Championships in nineteen eighty eight. So we'll see how it goes, and we'll tell you what happens on Thursday's show. But until Thursday night, this is Quinn McKenzie, and you've been listening to NFL Week Seven Reaction Show on the All This One Hundred podcast. <laughs>